In case you hadn't heard, there's this apocalypse happening in the world right now. You know, the one where people are sick everywhere, people are mad, people are protesting, and on top of all of that, there are still people trying to run their businesses. And some even have to relocate in these crazy times. Can you even imagine? Well, I did. So I found somebody who relocated recently so that we could tap into the brains of an entrepreneur who had to redo in all of this reimagined world because it's all so bananas. I just, I just can't. This week, I invited an amazing entrepreneur, sex therapist Lisa Katona, onto the show. She just moved across the country last month, and I wanted to catch her while it was still fresh to see what it's like as an entrepreneur who not only needed to rethink how she does business, but who had to relocate and then reconnect to clients during all of the madness going on in the world. Not an easy task, if you ask me. Please note, I refer to her throughout the episode as Dr. Flockter, because first of all, she's my sister and we make fun of our sisters, don't we? Second of all, of all of my sisters, she's the one who's always been really in touch with her feelings. She's always been my feelings doctor. So she's Dr. Flockter. Well, hello, Dr. Flockter. Hello, Jill Salzman. Hey, I am so happy to have you on. Uh, I am so happy to be here. I'm doing very well, actually. You are. Nobody cares. We really just want to know, what's your name? Who are you? And what do you do for a living? Those are all excellent questions. My name is Lisa Katona. I am a, I'm a psychotherapist, but I'm a certified sex therapist. Mm-hmm. And my area of specialization is in somatics, which is about mind-body connection. I love it. And I have no idea what that means, even still. What does that mean? So what that means is I talk to people who are interested in improving or changing or making adjustments, shall we say, fine-tuning their sex life. Um, but I also work with folks in a specialized area around um, how their nervous system responses um, are engaged around sex and sexuality. So it's a, it's a unique specialization, but it really works for folks. So it's fascinating. And I think everybody listening is going to probably call you after this because don't we all need a tune up? No. Well- <laughs> I'm not kidding. I would think we might, we might all benefit from checking in with our loved ones about how we're doing in bed. That might be that might be true. I, but, I you know, it's been a pandemic. I don't know if you know, it's been a pandemic. So there has been a pandemic, hard. and that's funny you say that because that's actually why we're on the phone. Uh, I am dying to know. Well, let's tell the people you just moved from Chicago to where? To Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, and of course that follows with a big why. Well, it's beautiful for those of you who haven't been here, even though right now it is very hot. It sounds it. What's the temp today? Today is supposed to be a high, I think, of 108. Ew, that's disgusting. I don't understand. Okay, so what was it like to move a business from one city to another? And then let's layer that with. What on earth was it like to move during a pandemic and worldwide social injustice? Yeah, yeah, all excellent questions. So um, how do I give you a short answer to that? So because of the pandemic, we had quite, we, and by we, I mean all of people, all folks in mental health had a huge transition. 
Um, when the country shut down, we all had to figure out how to transition from in-person therapy to telehealth or video slash phone sessions. Mm. So over the last several months, I would say prior to my move there, you know, people had to migrate onto platforms that were accessible. You know, on one hand, it was hard because everyone had to figure out how to use technology. On the flip side, it means many, many more people get access to care, which has been a really good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So lots of people were already starting to figure out how to do telehealth. Luckily for me, I had already started to tell folks that I was leaving Chicago. Um, So a lot of my clients already knew. And then we just accidentally got to practice what it was like to do it online before I left. So it was a strange silver lining. Um, But what that meant was that when I moved, I brought lots of people from Chicago with me. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. So you brought them with you. You're not even looking for local clients or are you still growing your biz? Um, I'm still growing my business. Uh, there were a couple of people that were ready to stop at the time that I, you know, it offered them a transition out of care. And so, um, that's left me with some opportunity to meet local folks, which has been great. I want to know about my community here and I want to be able to help folks who live here. So that's been a, a huge boon. And I actually started because I had been licensed in Arizona before I came. I started to see people in Arizona because of the pandemic before I got here. So sort of gave me options in both directions. And you have a very unique view into, you're very tapped into people. So I'm wondering, on one hand, what's it been like for you to experience how your clients are feeling right now through all of this? Um, it's been, you know, a mixed bag. I think some people have really thrived and learned, uh, dug deep, as they've had a lot of time to look at their stuff. Some related to sex and lots not related to sex. Mm. And Lots of people are struggling. It's hard. It's it's particularly a unique challenge. I'm a couples therapist. It's hard to figure out how to do couples therapy with with your kid running in and out. Uh-huh. Um, it's hard to figure out how to navigate having a newborn and figuring out how do you juggle couples therapy. You know, like there's a lot of barriers that we just didn't have to deal with before. Mm-hmm. Um, so flexibility has become a big thing, and you know everyone's gotten on board. So it's been. It was bumpy, but it's been okay, actually, surprisingly okay. And what's it been like, not from the client's perspective, but for you? How have, how have your feelings been, doctor? Um, I would say it, there's, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. You know, mm-hmm. It's a lot of time and energy. It's hard right now to turn people away from care um, because it's so clear that everyone's stressed and trying to figure out how to do all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's... Uh, I've been working probably, you know, there was a dip when everyone panicked and thought I can't, I don't have time for therapy. And then when they realized all I have is time, (laughs) then all they wanted was therapy. So, you know, we've had to transition. I've had to figure out what's the balance for me. I think therapists across the board are trying to figure out how do you take a vacation when there's nowhere to go, but you might need a break from talking to folks, you know, it's like new barriers. There's new barriers that we just didn't know about before. And I don't know if you're too new to Phoenix, but has there been a shift for you in the way that you run your business and the way that it feels to be in this new city? Or do you not know yet? Yeah, um, it is different here. You know, the, uh, at the, at this moment that you and I are speaking, COVID is on the rise here in Arizona. Right. Um, so people are much more moving about the cabin without masks and kind of living regular life, eating in restaurants and doing all the things. So because I'm coming from a place that was pretty shut down, that feels really disorienting personally and professionally. I see that there are therapists here that probably never stopped seeing folks face to face. 
But based on what I'm reading, that doesn't seem terribly safe. I don't want to put myself or my clients at risk. So it's it's a I see here the conversation looks different, like who's seeing people in person and who's seeing people for telehealth. And client preference seems to drive whether folks want to connect with me. Does that make you feel like you're not as competitive as you could be because you can't get the clients in the door the way you would if there was no pandemic? You know, that doesn't feel as much of a barrier as the networking piece is much harder. Um, interesting, you know, like therapists rely pretty heavily on, uh, you know, historically therapists have relied really heavily on location being how you refer clients. I think that that's changing. Like it doesn't really matter where I am because Mm -hmm. I, you know, I could be anywhere. I'm on my computer, but I think meeting colleagues, connecting with like-minded therapists, finding the people that I feel comfortable referring to and that want to refer to me, that, uh, that seeming to be maybe a little bit more of a challenge for me. Right. And do you have any hot tips for folks who are transitioning to new places in the times of this apocalypse? Um, Well, I am very new, so I'm still figuring that out myself, I'll admit. Um, But I, you know, I'm like loving being able to access like the Nextdoor app. For some reason, that has been really helpful to me just to like get a sense of what's happening in the neighborhood. Okay. Um, Because I'm not participating in all the activities I think other people might feel comfortable participating in. Yeah. Um, But also, you know, I do a lot of trying to get a feel for what's happening on Facebook, um, checking in. I've reached out to colleagues who are um, already doing work that's similar to mine. I started doing that before I came so that they knew I existed. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm in a field that's pretty narrow, so there's not a ton of us. So usually when you move to a new place, it's easy to connect to the, you know, here there's seven other sex therapists. Like it's not, there's not a lot of us. So You know, it's awesome. And to your advantage. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And then, of course, I have to ask for everybody still hung up on the first thing you said at the beginning of this interview. Do you have any hot tips for people trying to improve their sex life during a pandemic? Yeah, well, that's a great question. I think it's um, there's a lot of expectation at the beginning of this pandemic that was like, hey, we're home all the time. We can have sex all the time. This is so great. And in truth. (laughs) The research is showing us that's not happening because it's really hard to get excited about the person you're spending all day, every day with. Um, So I think a lot of people need to be really gentle with themselves and again, try to talk to each other about, are we getting our needs met? What could those, what might those needs be right now? They're probably going to be a little different than they were pre pandemic Mm -hmm. um, and probably be different post pandemic. So this is an opportunity to kind of hit pause and, and reset with each other or as many partners as you might have. The other thing to be mindful about, if you really want my sex 101, you know, info stuff, um, is to be pretty careful about spreading COVID across partners. I know people are trying to figure out how to date, um, and that's been a real challenge, but there's a lot of creativity happening on the apps. You know, people are doing virtual dates. Mm. I think it's kind of a new and exciting way to get to know someone before you meet them, meet up with them, and are wasted and doing things that maybe later on you feel not so great about. <laughs> right. Um, there's lots of, you know, there's lots of workarounds, but I think on the whole, people need to be really gentle with themselves because this is a hard time to be thinking about a fun and exciting sex life. Unless that's what gets you through the pandemic, in which case you do you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, heard it right here from the Dr. Flock Katona herself. Hey, thanks so much for letting folks know. And I'm sincerely hoping you don't melt in Phoenix because it sounds too hot. It just, I'm going to be honest, it's... I'm going to try not to. I'm going to try not to. And my tool of the week is Be My Eyes. You can lend your eyes to the blind. Download Be My Eyes to your phone, sign up, and then when someone who is blind needs help reading something, 
you're going to get a phone call. You pick up the phone. Usually the call lasts for less than 60 seconds. You tell them what they're trying to read. You make their day. They make your day. You hang up and feel so good about yourself that all you want to do is do it again. Go to BeMyEyes.org and download this app stat. You don't call. You don't write. Call or text me at 708-872-7878. If you dig what you heard, go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a gorgeous review. Big thanks to Aaron, Amanda, and Lindsay for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. See you next week.